You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Hello and welcome back to the Love is Black podcast. I'm Carice. I'm Harvey. And he's dancing and I'm not sure why he's dancing. Why are you dancing, Harvey? I'm, I'm happy. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm okay. just, you know, I'm sitting next to my hot wife. You know, life is good. You know what I'm saying? All right. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Should I be dancing then? I guess I should be. Dancing. I mean, if I have to suggest you dance, then maybe you I know. probably shouldn't be dancing. I got mm-hmm. it. I, I won't I, dance. I'm just thanks. <laughs> you know, I'll bring all the energy this week. You know, just what I do. It's, it's OK. Yeah. It's all good. I'm used to, you know, carrying the weight yes. of energy upon these shoulders. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> with that, we're going to move on swiftly mm-hmm. into the podcast episode <laughs> because this is a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited because we have a very special guest today that is going to bring a little sizzle. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I like it. A little sizzle, sizzle to the podcast. Yes. It adds a little bit of an element that I don't think we've really explored oh, yet. No, no, that's why it needs to happen. Yes. And oh, I'm yes. super excited oh, about yes. it. So let me tell you a little bit more about him before we bring him on. Mm-hmm. But Passion Poet is a writer, poet, and performer. In fact, he has loved words from as far back as he remembers. From writing his first book of poetry of 14, he has grown into an internationally known award-winning poet and author with six books of poetry under his belt. Erotic, Seduction, Offering, Quotes of Passion, Passion, The Gemini Project, Make It Rain. I like that. Those are some titles there, okay? Like if you're not intrigued or like halfway through Mm -hmm. in your Amazon cart Mm -hmm. uploading them, you should be, okay? Mm -hmm. He's also an entrepreneur running Passionate Words Editing Services since September, 2020. Please welcome Passion Poet. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Hello, everybody. How are you, sir? I am blessed. I am very good. How are you doing? I'm good. We I'm are good. great. Harvey was dancing like a second ago. Yeah. So oh, Billy. Yeah, I was, I was, I had myself muted because I was laughing. My ass <laughs> off. Like, I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah, I like, I, I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's excitable. 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 That sounds like a title, actually, for another book. Yes, oh, it does. Excitable. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can have that. But thank you so much for being with us and for sharing with us and your and our audience. Um, Mm. I think we're going to have a lot of fun today talking about everything. Yeah. Um, If you don't mind, just tell the audience just a little bit more about yourself. I know I read through your fantastic, very well accomplished bio, bio, but. All right. Well, let me see if I can remember this. Um, I'll start this. I'll start by giving you a piece that I always start my performances with, if that's okay. Of course. I have the power of the heart, but don't you start thinking of Captain Planet. Far from it. Words slice emotion with surgical precision. Lyrical like sabers twist in the air like fighting samurai. And I, I am a Jedi wielding the power of the force. 
But this, this isn't the sight of dark or light. It's like my mic comes from building emotions, flinging lyrics like potions, making you sigh as my words get you high or wet, as I get you to come to the conclusion that my words were the intrusion that made you weak need. My friend, breathe. But passion's power isn't always sex. Sometimes I get vexed, releasing words streams so potent they render evil impotent, tongue lashing injustice, destroying discrimination. I fight evil when I see it in a nation and no, I'm not talking about the newspaper. My words cater to every emotion from grief to love to pure seduction. Every word designed for maximum reaction. Who am I? I am emotion. I am fire. I am devotion. I am desire. I and passion okay wow oh, that wow. was a powerful Excuse introduction <laughs> oh wow okay he's standing <laughs> me now wow yes so that is whenever people ask me to, to introduce myself that's how i start um i've been a spoken word artist from 2011 but from as i said in my bio i've been writing poetry from age 14 and writing short stories from a little bit before that um i've just been a, a lover of words and and of women not always in that order um but um it, from as long as I can remember. And uh, yeah, um, I started writing erotic poetry at about age 20. And I'll give you a secret, it's basically because I wasn't getting any. I was, so I had to find a way to get all that uh, energy out. Um, but yeah, pretty much. Um, I started writing, I started performing, like I said, in 2020, in 2011 or so, 2012, 2013, people were like, okay, you've been performing all these years, where's the book? And so that's why I started writing. So erotics, there are, what you, what you read in the bio is the order in which the books were created. Erotic first, seduction, offering, quotes of passion, passion, the Gemini project, and Actually, that's not true. Make it rain came first, and then Passion the Gemini Project. Because yeah, all Make it rain is a novel, and the others are uh, books of uh, books or anthologies of poetry. Sorry, poetry anthologies. So the rest of poetry anthologies, Make it rain is a full novel. Nice. So, as an author writing erotica, have you found that it helps you when you are, you know, with the ladies? In any way, form. Well, have you heard my voice? Wow, wow. That's my wow. tone. That's my tone. <laughs> no, honestly speaking. Hey, and I, you started out saying that you started <laughs> writing because you weren't getting any. So I know, right? <laughs> honestly, I'll, no, I'll say this. My poetry, my poetry created, I use, my poetry allowed me to come out of my shell. I'll put it that way and um I did not have I was very very uh I was the opposite to who I am now I was I was very very timid and really um I I'll I'll, I'll use this analogy very shamefacedly because I really don't like the character but if you remember uh, family matters back in the day that show that used to I was I, I still I never watched family matters I can't stand Urkel honestly because um that trope was my life 
So I, I, you know, and after, to be quite honest, after my, after my first, after my first divorce, I got into my poetry to sort of heal and to get back to myself. And my poetry is what got me into who I am today. It got me to shape myself into, you know what? Screw, screw them. They don't, whoever it is that don't believe in me, I believe in me. And if, how, how, how censored am I on this show? Can I, can I cuss on the show? Say whatever you want. Okay. Okay, great. So basically I said to myself, the way how I felt, I, 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 if you can handle me, fuck off. Like literally. Right. And basically deliberately living an uncensored life is what got me to this point. So, yeah, that's me. I will say, and just to kind of give a quick insight into how we were lucky enough to get to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, in my early young days, I used to read an author named Zane. And so randomly, I was thinking of this author one day in the last few months or about. And, and it's almost like these people at Facebook heard me thinking that mm-hmm. because then yes. I think I went on to social media and I follow you. We follow you on Instagram and you came up and one of your posts came up. I love your posts. They're erotic. They are just like belligerent. It's just, I'm going to say this, whatever. Sometimes it's pictures. Sometimes a quick little poem. I'm like, I love this already. And I'm like, I got to see if we get lucky enough to talk to you. So that's how, you know, I wanted to talk to you and just hearing you kind of talk about it. What I wanted to ask is, you said you started writing stuff when you were 14. So young. Did any author lead you to erotic writing or was it just like you said, because the lack of activity. It, no, no, it was the lack of activity. I I grew up in, uh, I, I grew up, if you would believe it, as a very strong Pentecostal Christian, and so that I I grew up with. You shouldn't do it, you know that kind of thing so I had all this bottled up emotional and sexual tension and obviously I can't fuck because I'm not I'm a nice little Christian boy right so um I had to I, I got it out with writing um friends of mine who's who are my compatriots now they said to me they knew that I was uh they knew I was still a virgin when I was writing when I started writing poetry because all of my poems they said were like give me give me I want I want please let me get I was like are you serious and she was like (laughs) I yeah it was all it was all I want to have sex basically all of the early poems was I want to have sex till I actually did and yeah so A sense of desperation in that early poetry. There no, is. right? I feel so shit. <laughs> like, please, please. <laughs> oh God. When yeah. writing erotic poetry, how different is it being a poem versus having the room in maybe a novel or even a short story to write a more full character arc development and so forth? Truthfully, it's more difficult to write the novel for me 
because I am a, I'm a poet. I think in verse. And when people told me, people actually wanted me to write a novel for years and I refused to do it. And I said, I'm a poet. I think in verse. I can't think a whole sentence far less. You understand? But, um, so, but okay, what happened was one day I decided, let me at least try to see what could happen. So I had no idea how to write a novel. So I went on, I went on Amazon and I decided I would, and I found, and I found this book by Alan Watts called 90 Days to, 90 Days to Writing a Novel or something like that. Um, the 90 Day Novel, right, sorry. It was called the 90 Day Novel. So I bought it. And what I liked about that book was that it, it didn't start writing right away. Actually for like, for your first week, all you're doing is imagining all you're doing. So you're creating your world and then you're creating your characters before you write a word. Because um, like if you, for those who are listening to me and listening to us and know about marketing, people say that to market, you need to know your target audience, right? Mm -hmm. And I know what the hell does that have to do with anything I've just said, but what that why I bring that up is I had to learn what the what they were teaching me in that book is you have to learn your character you have to understand who this character is you can't just write a story around somebody you don't know so you have to actually understand like I had to know who like the two main characters of the novel are Rain uh, uh, uh he was what I think he was like 25 at the time um 25 to 30 year old I can't remember right now and Jasmine so I but I had to create those people and know who they were inside and out so that when I put them in the world I knew who they, who they were gonna react or pretty much how they were gonna react so that's basically what happened I created the world I created rain then I created Jasmine and then I watched them have sex and I was like oh shit I gotta write this down and that is exactly how Make It Rain started. So literally, I do not write with an outline. I write by my character. My characters run my story. So I I told, I literally told the characters, uh, like I sort of like had a conference with my characters, right? And I said, okay, look, we need to get to point X. This is the end. I want this result. This is the end. How you get there is up to you, but we need to get to this end. And so they were like, bet. And, and, and literally seeing some of the things that they were doing, I was like, how the hell did you get? We, we, we. So, yeah, <laughs> but we got there <laughs> and the book is, the book is out, but has been out for a couple of years. And now people are trying to get me to write a sequel. And so I have other books in my head that I've just not gone to yet. I have four more books in my head I haven't gotten to yet. So wow. okay, four more. Yes. So so there's so there's Make It Rain, and then there's Make It Rain: The Jasmine Chronicles. Because Make It Rain, the original, is written from Rain's perspective. So point of view is Rain, right, from Rain's perspective. So you're writing the entire story again from Jasmine's perspective. So that's where that's rain two, but then rain three is rain. It's called rainfall, and rain, it, 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 play on his name, but also the fact that um, he he tries to be a good person, pretty much, 
and yeah. it, it didn't it didn't really work so and so yeah so that's sort of what the, the the general gist of those two books and they've they're like they've they have been called they've they've been for years now they've been they've been sitting on my shelf um partially done um but yeah it is what it is. I have I've had personal issues and personal things going on, and and that's one of the things that stopped me. And then the other thing that stopped me was starting a business. So like, um, uh, yeah, I spend I spend most of my time my creative energy goes to my clients now, and I have to f- try to find a way to get some for myself. Nice. Okay. Okay. We're gonna have to go back to that entrepreneur stuff. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. We'll get to that. Yes, I had a question. It slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get it back. It's coming. Do you have something in the intro? I, I guess I'll ask something while you're thinking. Okay. So now I lost it. Oh, this is ridiculous, but I got a question right off the bat. So your process, you kind of just mentioned it. So you kind of visualize it first. So the, you, you, you figured it out. So this book kind of helped you. Have you followed that? Has that affected how you write your poetry? At all? No, but you see the poetry, the poetry just comes, right? Okay. Because I write poetry based on how I'm feeling. Okay. Mm. So when I'm hungry, I, when I'm horny, I write, when I'm hungry, I write, when I'm happy, I write. And so it be, it's based on how I'm feeling. So I can't write a, I can't write an erotic piece when I'm angry. That piece is going to come out angry, literally. So I have to, so I literally start my erotic pieces while flirting with some random woman in my DMs. Right? So I, I get, I get all, I get all, I get all hot and horny. I get all turned on. Usually got her wet and panties dripping. And I was like, hey, that's a poem. So. That's a poem. All right. <laughs> that is inspiration. Yes. <laughs> So my question really comes from a different angle, right? Mm -hmm. Because as a man, you can write erotica, you know, really well, I'm sure, from the male perspective, whether it's it's a lot of taking or a lot of giving, male perspective, you got that down, right? Mm -hmm. How do you draw inspiration for a woman's perspective? Honestly? um it's a lot harder obviously um like for instance when jasmine got pregnant two things i did one remembered when my own children were being born and two did a lot of research so um i have poems from the female perspective in my books not a lot of them but i do have a couple from my book from um like devour me devour me is written from a female perspective and um pretty much like put my <clears throat> I would say having a love that I, having the love and respect that I do for women makes it a little easier to put myself in their shoes I know what turns women on from doing from doing it um speaking it and seeing their reaction um and I know I am as an artist, I, I have the distinct advantage of being very, very connected to my emotions, which is a female trait. So I am, so I, I'm very, I, 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 I draw from that. Women, it, it is said that men are action, do this, do that, do the third. Women feel. And that's a, a very broad generalization, I, I admit. 
Um, but that's how I write, basically. I want to put you into, I want to put you into the scene and you got, and I want you to feel stuff. I want you to, I want you to be smelling what the, um, what they're smelling, seeing what they're seeing, interacting in the way that they're interacting. And my interactions with women over the years has helped with that helps me to remember what when I did this she did that and so because I did at the very beginning a sort of a characterization of Jasmine I sort of know who she is so I started like it's a little bit easier I find it uh, or it was easier three years ago when I was writing Make It Rain it's a little bit more difficult now writing Jasmine Chronicles because I've never been pregnant so I have to figure out because I'm writing now from her perspective. So it's not a matter of just um, go to the doctor. Hi, she has to feel the, you know, baby kicking. She has to feel, you know, um, the anxiety of not knowing who the father is, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm, so I guess that's one of the reasons why it's a little bit more difficult to write from her perspective for an entire novel, but I think I can get it then. Yeah. No, it makes sense too that you would draw from some sort of personal experience mm -hmm. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I get that. My follow-up question to that, although it doesn't necessarily relate, so maybe it's not a follow-up question, it's just a new question, but I'm sure you've gotten a lot of, you know, reviews and just personal messages from fans, who people who really love what you do. Now, with that, I associate erotica really honestly with like really good R&B music, right? Like baby making music. Mm -hmm. So I imagine uh, these are like baby making books. Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight they are. <laughs> Have you gotten any sort of like feedback from people that, you know, there are little children out there that are only here on this world because of passionate poets? Well, not specifically, but I'll tell you this, you see this? This is my first book, Erotic. Why I show you this is because I have a disclaimer in this book. Oh. Okay. The disclaimer says, and I quote, the author, Robert R. Gibson, otherwise known on stages locally and internationally as Passion Point, is not to be held responsible for or is not legally bound to any population explosion in any part of the world nine months after anyone reads the contents of this book. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god oh. okay i get it that would oh. stop me from telling you too oh that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful that's a shirt like your picture on the front and like oh you and then the thing on the, on the back actually i have an etsy store so i'm gonna steal that idea i have an etsy store so i'm definitely gonna steal it Listen, you can have that let me hold one of those shirts bro that's all i'm asking that's all i'm asking <laughs> Oh, this is too much. Oh, man. Um, yes. Let me see. What was I going to ask? Um, so, I, I mean, obviously, I found you by seeing mm -hmm. your posts on Instagram. And yeah. you kind of mentioned that we kind of need to know who we're marketing, who we're trying to reach. Who are you marketing when you put stuff out on Instagram? Who are you trying to reach? I want to reach not just women, 
but I want to reach, I want to focus on women. And I want to focus on women who are, who, who are self, who are self-assured, sexually, um, sexually active and sexually free, um, who are, un who understand that they are sexual beings and are not afraid of that sexuality. Um, I also do, honestly, be because, um, I do want to reach those who are afraid of their sexuality as well, but only from the perspective of showing them that they are they they can they can grow into that confident woman that they can that they can be. Um, I want to so like literally in my in my um, Facebook and well more so my Instagram insights. Um, the the pop the the split is about 80 20 so 80 percent women follow me and um and so like when you are coming to my page i want that you see yourself as beautiful i want you to feel that beauty yes i want you to come yes i want you to be yes i want but it's beyond that it's under that it is um it is sexuality and spirituality are linked for me that's the first thing. So what I'm actually trying to do is use the sexuality as a vehicle to allow you to bring yourself closer one to divinity and two to yourself so that ultimately you come out being empowered. And that's it. When I started my podcast, um, The Wet Spot, I say that the, the podcast is, a, is a, a marriage of the erotica and education. And I also say that it is a safe space for, um, for sweat, tears, and sensuality. Sweat, obviously uncomfortable situations. Tears, you get, you, you are, you being vulnerable sometimes makes you cry. And of course, I don't have to explain the wet part for the sensuality. So, um, right. And, but that, that's been going now for two years. And what happens with that is I get a chance to meet. This is one of the first, this is one of the first times in a long time that I'm actually being interviewed because I'm actually on the other side doing the interviewing. So this is actually pretty cool. I haven't had this experience in a little while. So I'm pretty, pretty good. But yeah, to answer all your questions, to answer that question, who I'm speaking to directly is a woman who is either one, she is extremely sexually aware or two, she is not, but wants to be sexually aware. Okay. And I think we're at a good time now. I don't know, maybe 30, 40 years. I don't know. We're in a real explosion of sexual enlightenment, specifically for women. Yes. Because they, they were supposed to be kind of hidden in the back, nothing, you know, talk about it. And now women are just- It's all of the all over and this. So, you're all just, over this. Yeah, so your, your timing is perfect. You're just expressing- <laughs> probably a little bit better than women can what they're feeling so it's i mean you must get a lot obviously 80 20 you said a lot of women follow you. yeah so. yeah 80 20 i mean i i secondarily i want men i want men to understand that there is a right way and a wrong way to speak to women because mm -hmm. even as much as i am speaking even as much as i talk sex even as much as I have pussy and dick and saying those actual words are in my on some of the books, you will never hear me degrade a woman. You will never hear me call her a bitch or, 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 or anything like that. The fact of the matter is what I want a man to see 
is not that this is a vehicle for him to go um not this is not a sexist tool for him to get between a woman's legs this is a this is a way for him to recognize women are queens and he needs to come correct if he needs help in coming correct this will help but it needs to change up here so i am mostly speaking to women but i also secondarily want to speak to men because i tell women this all the time i'm a man i do not give you i cannot give you permission to do the things you need to do i cannot give you permission to be a woman to be feminine to be sensual those are the things i need you to be but i can't give you permission but maybe i can give you space maybe i can give you space the the world is unfortunately very male oriented yeah. let me give you space to be the woman that you need to be and that's what my books do at least i hope so i love it that's very inspiring very very inspiring i, I kind of want to ask the both of you men while you're both here um i always hear that you know there are certain traits not physical ones but i guess I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Not yeah. physical, but it's something that they, I don't know, that you can sense in, in, about a woman, right? Intangible. I think the word yeah. you and There you go. See, it's I just have to ask. Yes, I have to ask somebody who's good with words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are these intangible things that can make a woman sexy. What would you say, and you could each give one, but is like the top thing? that makes a woman sexy intangibly? Um, for me, it is, I guess the same thing that they would say about me, confidence. Confidence is a big one. And confidence and not arrogance. Confidence and not, ah. you know, but confidence. And with that confidence, they, every, everything really sp spins from that confidence. Um, that being said, um a shy girl does turn me on but that's a different topic that's 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 my dom that's my dom side coming out let's let's yeah yeah the, the um uh, the submission turns me on but that's another topic um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 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 but seriously confidence and confidence and wit those are two things that you will catch me with confidence and wit confidence because obviously when i when i flirt once you are confident you're gonna you're gonna flirt back and once you start flirting back, you catch my attention. And then wittiness, because I, you, as y'all can probably tell, I love to make people laugh. So if you, and then you are not only can catch that wave and put, but turn it rack around on me. And like, literally that confidence, intelligence and wit, and you got me. And if, and if, and if you, and if you are, and if I know for a fact that you turn on by my poetry, that's a bonus. I'm sure I mean, how not. could they not be? <laughs> okay. Um, for me, I didn't expect to be answering a question, but um, it's just one question. I know. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he took my answer. I know. For me, confidence is a big thing. Um, I, I don't want to say the same thing. Um, I think someone. This is kind of a way. A woman who knows how attractive she is. I don't even mind a little bit of arrogance. Just so maybe a tad. I, maybe just a I'm just bit. Uh, just a little bit. A woman who's aware <laughs> that she's attractive but doesn't yeah. use it as a weapon. Uh, but somebody who's strong. Like, 
there. That's it, right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So a, lot- a woman who knows that she walks into a room and she's going to be noticed and she's going to be looked at, but then mm-hmm. she's not off-putting about it. So it's not like, and as men, we have a specific, you know, because we're the ones that will be approaching a woman mm-hmm. most times. So a woman who walks in and you're like, damn, but you're like, I could probably talk to that woman versus other women who were fully aware of the aesthetic mm. that they provide. And there's just like this, oh, like I couldn't even stop. I shouldn't even be yes. in with her. Yes. Like, exactly. Yes. So it's it's not arrogance. It's I'm mm. bad, mm-hmm. but not so bad that you can't talk to me. Yes. And it can yes. be selfish. I can, I don't know, it might be seen, I don't know, I mean, not seen, it's probably a bad thing for a man saying that, but a woman who knows how bad, how beautiful, how amazing she is. Ex- but that's very that exactly and right. And it does it in a nice way. So that that, that, that confidence, like, man. I, that, there's confidence. some there's something about that confidence, man. When you come in with that little bit of sassiness, like were you looking, were you looking for that little bit of sassiness? Mm-hmm. Confidence with that little bit of sassiness, like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know whether to I know whether to kiss you or put you over my knee and spike the ass. <laughs> yes. But I but if you give me the chance, I can do both. Like, yeah. That's another episode. <laughs> I love it. This is fun. Oh, this is nice. Okay. So tell us what else you're up to. I know you spoke about you know being an entrepreneur. What do you have going on right now? promote okay all right so uh i have not written in a good while but for those who are interested um there are the books are on my website passionpoet.com you can check passionpoet.com um yeah because you can also go to amazon and search for my i didn't actually use my stage name you actually would have to go and look for robert gibson and then look for this so really yeah don't don't even because i i'm like i'm like bruce wayne i see myself as like he doesn't see himself as bruce he's batman all the way through so i i i like i literally only use robert in like polite company right so um so yeah there's um, there's passionpoint.com you can check that out you have the access to the books there um and what i really should do is put links to the you should put links i should put links to the podcast on the page but what to but to come to find me where i usually hang out which is instagram is bajan b-a-j-a-n dot passionpoint so that's that's the that's the handle b a j a n dot passion point and for those who have have caught it, those who have caught it, I am Barbadian by descent. I am Barbadian. I live in Barbados. All like right now, I'm in Barbados, so that's where my accent comes from, and that's where the Bajan is. We call ourselves Bajans here, so I'm Bajan passion poet. So it's the Barbadian passion poet, pretty much. Um, and just on a point of note, passion poet is one word. I don't know why people always have it as two words, but it's like literally you're spelling my name wrong. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so it's it's actually one word, passion, poet, capital P. Yeah, but that's just me being semantic. Let me continue. Um, the um, the web the, the wet spot is the podcast, the wet spot podcast. So it's the dot wet with two T's, W E T T dot podcast. 
well, the wet spot podcast, the wet spot podcast with always dots in the middle. I, I'm a stickler for punctuation, forgive me. Um, and like I said, you can all, you can, but if you, that, so that's, you can check out the page and what I do on both Instagram pages. I use my Instagram stories. I call them naughty polls. So I so that's where that's where the questions would come. You would I would wake up in the I would wake up and they're very very random. I actually asked the the community and that community is spelled C U M community by the way. Anyhow, um, I asked the community, do you really do you want me to to schedule these these so like you know that naughty polls are coming on Thursday. You know, and they're like, no, no, we want the we want the spontaneity. So I would wake up one morning and I would just think, let's ask questions about BDSM today. And all of the questions would be about BDSM. Are you a sub? Are you a dom? What was your was your latest fetish? Give me a, you know, three things that turn you on. Anything, it could be anything. And I use both pages for that. So both pages get that. Um, so sometimes, sometimes I would be on Passion Poet and you would get the naughty pose there. Other times, depending on what I'm doing, um, I'll be on the wet spot. What that means is, guys, follow both of them. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, on the flip side, uh, we haven't really touched it, so I'll try to do it there very quickly now. I am an author about, and a writer of six books of my own. What that did for me is that I pretty much have gone through self-publishing all the way through on multiple occasions. And so I use my company to teach what I, well, not really teach, but I take I take you as a brand new, as a writer who wants to publish, who wants to be an author, who wants to be a published author from concept to completion and beyond. That's our tagline, from concept to completion and beyond. So what that means is if you have, even if you have a, just an idea about a book, then you can come and do uh, uh, um, a, um, a consultation with me and we we get you, we, we get your, your juices flowing and uh, you get some ideas. Couple of customers have come to me. They knew they wanted to write a book. They had no idea what they wanted to write and left not with one, one customer, one client. She left not with one book in her head. She left with six books and she had to decide, okay, which book am I going to start with now? Um, we, I do the editing. I do, um, so there are the three types of editing. There's the line editing, there's the proofreading, and then there's the deep, deep, deep editing, the, the developmental editing. We also do, um, we also do the formatting of the book, making, actually making it look like a book. Um, for people in the Caribbean, I, I also help you get your ISBN numbers. I know that's a specific, there's a different way of doing it in the US, um, but there's a, for the Caribbean region, I have the forms for people to sign up and I actually do the emailing for them, etc. Um, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a, um, cover designer I have an illustrator on board so basically you you come in with an idea you will leave with an actual book in your hand right um so this is one these are people that I've actually done work for this is another nice uh this one is a big thick one this is another one this is a memoir Oh, no more. Yeah, so we do. We, so I, I don't just do just because I, I'm a poet. 
I don't only do poetry. Just because I'm an erotic writer, I don't only do erotic erotic books. I've done Christian devotionals. I've done um, uh, health self help self help books. I've done um, I've done a children's a children's illustrated book recently, right? And so to find out more about that, you can go to Passionate Words Editing on Instagram, which is passionate.words.editing. There's those full stops again. Passionate Words Editing. Um, or Passionate Words Editing Services on Facebook. I don't really use the Facebook as much. I love Instagram, but I learned, I got to start pulling back in people onto Facebook. So yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on right now with me. So there is the, there's the Instagram pages for the, and, and I'll say the Passion Point and the Wet Spot are all under another company called, my second company called the Erotic Empire right so so the erotic empire comprises of passion poet and the erotic and and the wet spot and passionate words editing is a separate company which is the editing the editing side and to be honest the reason one of the reasons why i did it that way is for those as far for those christians who might feel a little uncomfortable with the erotic right of working on their book there's nothing sexual at all <laughs> going on on the business side so you can come in and feel comfortable too yeah sep separated too so yeah that's pretty much all there is of me yeah well, that's a lot you said that's pretty much it but that's a lot yeah. that is phenomenal You're busy exactly. yes i am yes i am yeah i could i want to be more busy so anybody like <laughs> Don't worry, we'll have all the links for everything in the show notes. Everybody can go down and check below. Um, I have had a really good time interviewing you, speaking with you, just mm. learning more about you. This was yeah. a fun episode. So I'm excited. I'm yes, so excited. Thank you. Thank you. So, Passion Poet, you got anything yes, good to, to send us out with? Ooh. Well, let's see. <clears throat> I can just choose one at random, right? Because, like, so let's see i have there is anointing there is worship and there's worship too which one do you want me to read anointing anointing yes okay anoint my lips with fiery kisses baptize me in your oil flowing from the passion of our joining give thanks and praises as we lift our hands swing our hips gyrate while laying prostrate in reverence before the goddess who rewards our worship with molten lava sleeping seeping into hidden crevice voices raise unbidden we come together with nothing hidden no secrets naked inside and out souls knitting weaving intricate tapestry two lives one mind and body connecting at the center i prepare for my baptismal dip first immersed completely within gripping folds then we rise and fall repeatedly until we call to the goddess for release. We call, but she in wisdom holds her peace. Waits for tension and momentum to build, ascending passion's precipice with skill. We reach the summit, admire the view, then plummet towards climactic boom, feeling fear of, of, of impending doom but also freedom so intense we feel our souls expand 
momentarily as immense as the galaxy. And then our worlds collide. Goddess anoints us with eternal bliss. Fiery passion engulfs all reason, all senses overwhelmed. Exhilaration crests till our season of togetherness slowly subsides. And we bask in the receding tide of our anointing. Woo, okay, I'm good. I'm right. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Oh, man, I, wow. need a, I need a drink. You. you are powerful with words. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Sir. Yes. Thank you. Thank you again and again and again. Mm. We are so grateful that you've taken time to share with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I heard something about another episode. So anytime you all ready <laughs> yeah. to talk. Yes. Anytime you, you all ready. <laughs> Anytime you all want to talk about BDSM or anything else so wicked like that, we, we, we could talk. We could talk. We could talk. Because I have another point called filthy that will be very, very good for that topic. Anyway, okay. I'm going to say that for part two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave him wanting more. Leave him wanting exactly. more. Exactly. No, yes. Sold. He will be back, audience. He will be back. No doubt. Well, Harvey, mm -hmm. we have uh, 100% come to the conclusion that love is passionate mm. passionate love is many things but this good love is black <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black podcast. See you next week. <laughs>